0: All right, everybody, I wanted to use today's stand-up to talk about something that's obviously very, it's a very serious subject for me. Um, I obviously have a lot of thoughts about the way the world's going, and I'm sure you do, too. Um, But just a reminder that the office is no place to discuss any opinions that we have. Uh, like, what, what kind of
1: um, opinions and do you I'm have so in mind? My... I'm so
0: glad you asked, Ian, and that is, uh, you were starting to kind of, it sounded like there was an opinion coming, so I do want to cut you off there. The thing is, is that any opinion is really, we have to sit there and we have to think, and we got to say, does this belong in the workplace? Because there are lots of people that believe lots of stuff. Some people believe that climate change is real. Well, I mean, there's kind of a
1: lot of uh, evidence. And that's kind
0: of- interesting, and I'm compelled by that. I, well, there- but the problem that I made, the mistake that I made to get Ian going, is that I voiced an opinion, didn't I? And I said it in a normal voice.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, but I, I guess it's just. I, I think that you know we're all kind of here together, and kind of maybe we could reach a consensus on you know how we kind of feel about that. And, and I we- think
0: it, theoretically a consensus. It sounds fine, but shouldn't we kind of take all the energy that we would expend voicing all these opinions? Oh, I liked this movie. Oh, I didn't like this movie. Uh-uh. We need to take those thoughts and that energy, and we need to apply that to our work effort. Okay? And if we notice that we're sending emails where maybe we're having a little fun with our email signatures. Maybe we took... Check- Pick the font that's not quite um, on brand. We need to reevaluate what we're saying about ourselves. Isn't well, that right, Ian? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, Mr. Travis, I, I definitely think you're you're right on that. But
1: I I was just wondering, you know, I mean, if uh, thank you, you so know.
0: much, Ian. And that's the kind of agreement that I think we all can come to when we don't voice any opinions.
1: Well, no, so, I, I was, I was going to ask if, you know, maybe like, you know, maybe just kind of be able to have this time like on break, like if we wanted to kind of keep morale up and just have healthy discussion, you know.
0: Thank you so much for the suggestion. And I that's you bring me to the second thing I wanted to bring up is that um, we have the suggestion box now, okay? So uh, I think what we should do is anytime we feel an opinion coming on, Let's go ahead and drop it in the suggestion box, and I will vet all of them, and I'll let everybody know which ones are valid. All right. Sound good? Uh, well, I, I had a, a couple more questions about that. All that right, you- everybody. Break. Well, uh, um,
1: okay. Well, um, Okay.
2: 100 years ago, Marcus Royals founded the finest adventure architecture firm in the Forgotten Realms. Now, his firstborn son, Travis, along with lead designer Ian of the Hills, are tanking the company. One failed project at a time. If you require their services, write them a letter, and they may build you one of their dinky dungeons, shitty strongholds, or crappy castles.
0: It started and it's that easy. All right. Um, all good in the booth. Oh, yeah, we're we're great.
1: Oh, wait, I'm not in the booth. The booth is uh, the producer, right?
0: The booth is the producer. All good in the booth? Give the thumbs up, perfect. Ian, I, I don't know if you noticed, we've got a producer today.
1: That's really great, man. So, uh, how did how are we able to afford
0: to hire them? I mean, listen, You, there are believers in small business out there and in large business as well, like us. And sometimes when you really want to knock your pre-bono podcast outside the park... Did I say pre-bono?
1: You did, but I, I knew what you meant.
0: It's something I'm working on with my therapist this week. But this is uh, Paul. Paul's uh, in the room. We have not mic'd him. He cannot say hello. He's new. He's going to help us really uh, make this thing, everything it can be.
1: That's really great. Um, but uh, I, I suppose this is, uh, if we're not going to give me a raise for becoming uh, a knight. I suppose that this is probably a good way to spend that money.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to break down budgets for you. Uh, you know, cause I, I don't like talking above people's heads, but essentially that budget is not this budget. Okay. Uh, uh, They're separate.
1: Uh, oh, okay. So, so there is still maybe some, some room to, you know, work out that raise for me.
0: When you break down LLCs, Ian, and when you think about an S corp, and when you think about some of these other businesses that are out there, you got to really believe and trust me when I say there is no money for you.
1: I mean, I, I, I feel very compelled to believe that when you say it was such sincerity in your voice should we start the podcast you know what travis i would love to
0: and you're gonna re- open our letter today you've got the letter in front of you and i i have not seen this and we are we're gonna go ahead and open it right now
1: all right yeah i got it right here it says hello good sirs Here's oh did it, it not qu- come
0: in some sort of ceremonial envelope that'll make a nice ripping sound it's- I just noticed you just have it.
1: Uh, No, I I opted for no Foley work this time since we seem to be struggling with our recording as it is today. Yeah, sure. So let's try that again. Hello, good sirs. Here's an aquatic quandary for you both. I'm a marine biologist and novice dungeon master, and I'm trying to plan a campaign for my co-workers and I to embark on. As you might guess, we're obsessed with all things underwater, and I'd love to make a splash with a marine-themed adventure. How can I create a quest that will really tickle their flippers? Signed. Uh, do you, is this an acronym, or do you pronounce this? Uh, WAP?
0: Wet-Ass Paladin? Oh, Wet-Ass Paladin. Yeah. It's it's something the kids are saying. You don't have to worry about it. Let's just understand that. I do understand it. I know exactly the re- <laughs> Oh, my gosh, Ian, if only I had the time. But there is no time. We have to design the dungeon, and we can't think about that very good, uh, very hip reference that this person has made.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, let's uh, get our scrolls of water breathing and uh, dive into this
0: ian and i do appreciate the dive pun but are you sweating like i am right now no i'm
1: not actually i'm feeling quite quite cool and calm
0: because i'm haunted by some of the previous excursions that this uh company has had into underwater adventures
1: which which aspects are most troublesome for
0: you these are before your time but see it's something that plagued my father um Every time the company, uh, then just Royals, I, I wasn't added yet, so it wasn't Royals and Royals, the Royals Adventure Architecture firm would release a new dungeon. It it would sort of the top of headlines. But unfortunately, there was just this weird, I don't know, hang-up that Dad had about underwater dungeons. No matter what he did, he just made dungeons that weren't very fun.
1: Huh. Um, was it something like where he'd... Uh... Make it so that the only way to proceed is if you open the doors in the exact right order, but you have no way of knowing what the exact right order would be. And um, you could potentially find yourself without a key in order to to proceed.
0: It's funny that you should mention that. He is actually the guy who invented that. Oh. And he invented it with Atlantis 2, which was going to be all the rage. Um, everybody was going to come and, and take this one shot at Atlantis too, but unfortunately it did become so confusing and eventually a iceberg that was passing overhead did kind of tear it in two.
1: Ooh, yeah, that sounds pretty rough. I mean, uh, I, I think I became like familiar with this motif in um, at the bottom of a, a, a lake and, uh, you know, had to really like strap on like uh, my real heavy boots in order to navigate it. But, you know, it was, a. Uh troublesome uh journey indeed yeah
0: there were a lot of people that it actually kind of got this cult following of people who really like the underwater aspect and the convoluted kind of system of doors so you saw a lot of kind of spinoffs of that and you also saw a lot of people a lot of adventurers unable to traverse the water for some reason adventurers get in the water and it's almost like they just lack i don't know the the rules the knowledge of how to traverse this new kind of what's the word i'm like you're, you're the you're the smart guy there's the x and the y and then the other one oh uh the Z. See, de nada the Z, and something about it it's just really hard to figure in all, all this to say i'm nervous but i'm also excited at the, at the proposition of pulling off something my father never could that to me sounds like something that really appeals to my sensibilities well, uh,
1: I have an idea on how we can maybe make this a little bit more approachable. Please. Well, I think uh, um, our, uh, our uh, wet-ass paladin here, he's a marine biologist, and so, you know, there's a lot of life in the oceans, but I think in general, uh, a lot of life has to live around something that's in the ocean, whether it be rocks or coral reefs or caves or perhaps a sunken ship.
0: Coral reefs. He was in that movie recently
1: uh yeah uh bill and jed's uh excellent uh journey
0: <laughs> we got jed's that's and that's the kind of heat we're bringing to the podcast today folks i hold on something's in my chair okay did you put this in what in? was it it's some sort of whoopee cushion but it's already deflated That's weird. It's a bad prank. Anyway, you were saying. I would never do
1: something like that. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, I was just uh, suggesting uh, maybe that we could use a a coral reef or a a cave or a sunken ship or perhaps maybe a kelp forest.
0: Kelp forest. Okay, so landmarks is good. I like the idea of kind of having some things that that you can keep track of. Uh, I'm wondering, too, if there can kind of be some areas to dry dock, so to speak places to get out stretch your legs a little bit i guess there's a lot of stretching your legs when you're kicking them to swim but uh to to, to towel off
1: oh sure i mean uh perhaps it's an underwater cave system where you have to kind of go up and above the water and move across the land and underneath the caves and then dive back down and kind of do an underwater spelunking scenario lots of chances for eel octopi giant clams to grab your foot crush your
0: ankle and I don't, I I don't see any reason that we can't get some land dwellers up here as long as they're suited up properly.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, it's uh, tiger in uh, a wetsuit.
0: Uh, I don't know how it's going to bite you with that big, uh, sea diver's helmet on. It's got kind of one of those classic diving bell and the butterfly style helmets.
1: Oh, Travis, that's what I love, love about you. You're so old school with the diving bell or the large helmet. These days, we've got scrolls that we can read for water breathing in the last 24 hours. You do what now?
0: You heard me. I can just read a little. Now, let me ask you this. Do they have scrolls on tape? Because I'm not much of a reader these days. You know, the
1: great part is, is that uh, you could have somebody close to you reading it to you, and uh, they would be able to cast it upon you.
0: This podcast brought to you by Modible. Modible is the audio scrolls that allow you to mod your character at whatever features you friggin' want. Out the wazoo, you can be breathing. Breathe on air, breathe in land, breathe on water. <laughs> it's up to you with Audible.
1: Uh, it's a Amazon company, I believe, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff Bako's. <laughs>
1: So, uh, so what do you think? Do you have a preference? Maybe like a sunken ship, or what if there was a whole castle that just sunk into the sea?
0: Castles interesting. Can I tell you something that's really gonna friggin' piss my dad off? Uh,
1: you know what? Uh, I would love to hear it.
0: Atlantis three. Uh, oh, what happened to Atlantis two? The iceberg came and devastated things, and also the door systems were very intricate. Okay. But Atlantis 3 is a, a network of tubes and some of those spinny, spinny wheel doors that open up and they make like that big creaky sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You see whales out the tubes and sometimes the tubes get busted up and it's really moody.
1: Okay. Is this the same Atlantis as Atlantis 2? I
0: guess that makes sense. You know what? No. It's, it's been done. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, with the first two iterations of it.
0: The first one and the second one, right. And what do they do in the third film in any good franchise?
1: Uh, introduce dinosaurs, I think.
0: They introduce dinosaurs. And that's exactly what we're doing, baby. We're going straight for all those aquatic dinosaurs that we're also familiar with. and their names are?
1: Uh, no, no, Travis. Travis, I, I'm going to interrupt you here because I think that perhaps... Maybe we're thinking maybe a little too literally here like why just aquatic dinosaurs? Why don't take dinosaurs that are normally not aquatic and now they are?
0: Oh my god. Give a tyrannosaurus rex gills. Sounds terrible. It sounds terrible and terrifying. And I am scared of I the know. the T-Rex with the bubbles coming out. I am
1: personally very excited though to see it with those very little arms paddling out in front of it though.
0: I don't know, Ian remember we were responsible for this agency in particular was responsible for the mass extinction of several dinosaurs already
1: that's true we did have to go into those pocket dimensions and kind of pull the um endangered reserves to kind of reintroduce them so i'm just
0: a little freaked out by it paul any ideas
1: Travis, let's talk about that a little bit. I'm surprised that's uh, that's showing a, a lot of uh, caution and interest in the world around you. Has uh, something happened in your life that's uh, made you so aware?
0: I'm sorry. It's just, well, obviously with how much money I've been spending, I've been very stressed out. There's been a lot of people telling me, you know, spend less, spend less, but it's not really something I can afford to do right now. So I have started working with a shaman to try to kind of calm me down between expenses.
1: Okay. All right. And uh, how has that been working for you?
0: It's early. It's early in the process. When he pulls out crystals, my first reaction is, "Well, that's bullshit." And okay. And then around session seven, I had to let him know that that sensation was not stopping. <laughs> okay and that the crystals weren't doing much for me at all. I mean, I'm a straight shooter.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely gone to the crossbow range with you, and uh, you have excellent accuracy.
0: And I also, of course, tie very harsh truths about you to my bolts.
1: I didn't realize you were doing that. What, what, uh, what harsh It's truth? neither
0: here nor there. I work with a lot of shamans who suggest a lot of different things, but let me tell you what's got me, and this is my straight shootiness. I'm feeling such anxiety over this one. I'm feeling like anything we're coming up with now, I know that it's going to be, I've got that legacy of my father's failures on my shoulders. I know that I've got the pressure of needing to beat him or I won't be able to win and feel good. And I'm just struggling with that, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, Travis, I I want you to know that I really enjoyed the dungeons that we've created, and I think that they've been world-class designs, and I think that this one will be, too. And I think you can't second-guess yourself and live on the mistakes of the others, no matter how much you're related to them.
0: And I appreciate that, but it sounds like failure talk to me. I gotta be honest, as soon as we put one of these bad boys down, I'm on to the next. I don't even remember which ones we've done so far. Do you? I mean... I don't particularly, they do seem to run together, but I just try
1: to stay focused on the task at hand. We're
0: three episodes in and I can't recall nothing. And I got to make sure that Atlantis three is the most memorable thing that we have ever created. So let me ask you this. Where are the dungeons that are taking on real problems in our lives?
1: Well, uh, where are the dungeons with a message? I mean, there is the one that we did that, you know, was the handwriting
0: one. Oh, for teaching kids cursive? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that did extend the lifespan of cursive for about four years, but it still eventually did go the way of the dinosaurs that we blew up.
1: That's true, but, I mean, we got it to last another four years. I mean, that's not nothing.
0: The reason I ask is because that iceberg that blew up Atlantis too it's probably melted by now because of what all these big corporations and these big wig, fat cat in their, in their suits. I noticed that you have gotten silent. Is it because you noticed this very nice suit I'm wearing? Uh,
1: I, uh, yeah, I did notice that. And I was also just trying to think about who else you might be speaking of. That's not you.
0: I mean, some of these companies that are out there, did you know that if it weren't for these companies, We still have dinosaurs around here today. I
1: mean, but it's also, if it wasn't for these companies, I wouldn't have a job and be able to put food on the table at home.
0: It's an interesting point, but not one I'm very interested in right now. If you're going to save the world, you can't listen to the worker. Okay. That being you, it's for people like me who kind of call the shots to be the people who change the future. Because honestly, if you were to do it, right, there would be this whole upheaval in the power structure, and so it really does need to be me and my fellow billionaires that are kind of making this change, but I do appreciate the input, of course, of course.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, of course I mean that's you know, I'm happy to work for you, you know it's uh you know you're the you're the visionary,
0: and thank you, yes, and that's why I'm proposing a dungeon that gives people a bleak vision of the future to come where Atlantis three. Features real cities throughout the Forgotten Realms now sunk.
1: Ah. Well then maybe to answer uh the letter from our writer, maybe we want to make a an underwater dungeon where it's almost bereft of marine animals and that they have to actually do a pretty thorough exploration to even find any of them.
0: I think if you do see marine animals, they're one of two. You have grotesquely mutated blowfish that are very large and other kind of sea anemones that are also very large and scary. And then there's also just kind of like cute fish that are crying. Okay.
1: Um,
0: Cause I think that really is effective. People do not like a crying animal. People will kind of uh, yeah. do all sorts of terrible things. As soon as they see a crying animal, they want to make a change.
1: Absolutely, I mean, you know, I just I, I hear that famous bard singing that song about you know the the song of the angels, mm-hmm. song of the celestials, I believe it was. In the
0: arms of celestials, these fish oh. are fucked. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Someone say <laughs> these fucking fish. <laughs> anyway, that's something we'll work on, but I do think it should Oof. should play. Hits you right here. And listen whether it's a submarine, whether, you know, you listen to one of those scrolls on tape and you can now breathe underwater, take whatever voyage you want down there. But I do think we should be playing an MP3 of that as, as they're kind of entering familiar territory. You know, this is a sign of things to come. It could be your hometown. It could be, well, let's not do mine, but I mean, can you think of a large city to kind of set this in? Well, I mean,
1: uh, I, I've never been a super big fan of Baldur's Gate. I think that most people think that if that place fell into the ocean, it would, everyone would be a lot better off.
0: Okay, yeah, let's do Baldur's. That's fine. And if something goes wrong and, I mean, nobody will miss it, that's fine.
1: I mean, the other uh, other option, you know, which I feel like is kind of in the name, would be Waterdeep.
0: And Ian, you did just freaking nail it on the head, didn't you? You had it in the back pocket and you didn't even know what you were gonna do with it. And it makes sense. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, I hoped you would like the idea. I mean, I I feel like I've come up with a lot of good ideas today and I, I feel like they've kind of been shot down a little
0: bit. Well, so. listen, it's it's the mustard plug, right? You scrape it off, you get to the good stuff. And I think we're right there and we're vibing, and I can feel some of that crystal energy that my shaman promised me that I don't get from the crystals necessarily, but I do get from the idea of making more money so yes keep going what else what could what horrible visions of the future could be here and underwater deep
1: uh well i think in uh is that what we're calling it, is underwater deep well or, a, a, uh,
0: aka atlantis 3 i mean well listen i i was thinking water deep end water deep end it is more than 10 feet though right it
1: is yeah okay diving is definitely allowed over here
0: that's how you get down yeah a big diving board perfect r- real All springy. Right. i one. love it
1: okay i think i think we're diving now i think we're on the same page
0: i think these marine biologists are gonna love this shit they love diving boards yeah, they're gonna dive in
1: they get rocketed down to the watery depths and there in front of them is nothing
0: well, now, hold on. I want to back up. I mean, it'll be a bunch of, like, buildings, decrepit. I think also we need to maybe the... Well, yeah, but they're marine biologists. They're not marine architects. Well, that's true, but I, I guess I figured the the marine biologists could be the first to run this campaign, but why not open it up to the public? I mean, they're going to be kind of our beta testers to make sure we've gotten all the science enough right
1: it's true we we do strive for scientific accuracy in most things we do so
0: and i am thinking that it should really be the residents of water deep that have kind of gilled up down here
1: okay they're so they're now kind of a new like uh merfolk subspecies kind of
0: scenario. yeah maybe it's kind of gross like their legs are kind of growing together they're not quite there yet
1: oh you think they're maybe like reverse mermaids
0: oh you use fish on top yeah, I think there are a few of those in the mix for sure. Absolutely, keep going, keep going.
1: Okay, yeah. So we got a, uh, you know, we got a couple of the fish on top,
0: and uh, you
1: know, I think uh, there's probably got to be a lot of people's pets in water deep that are now marine versions of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just a uh, growing up. There used to be to scare people to behave well. We would take them on this voyage to see sinners and where they end up. It's something that every rich family has to do to try to kind of weed out the obvious drug problems that the rich and famous have. You familiar with this?
1: No, I am not, actually. I'm stunned into silence, actually, about this. Uh, this I didn't know this was even a thing or it was possible.
0: You walk through a, a community theater that has these tarps kind of taped to the walls, and every room's like, oh, I looked in the mirror for three minutes, and now I'm in hell because that's vanity it's all bullshit obviously you have to demonstrate sins are just skills that a lot of people can't harness in my opinion
1: huh that's a interesting outlook probably explains uh, a number of some of the you know maybe disagreements that we've had
0: here's why i bring it up is because i really think this thing should just be almost a slideshow of horrors forget the doors the complicated doors although we'll come back to that because maybe there is room for them I think it's just room to room seeing another way that the Forgotten Realms has been torn asunder by climate change.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so this is that kind of message that you're wanting to really bring back and put into the uh, adventures now, huh? Uh
0: Uh-huh. You see all these gross people and all these crying fish, and you just feel for them.
1: I don't know if I really believe in climate change. I mean, it seems like it's one of those things that, you know, why if it's changing, why are we just noticing it now? It's always a thing. It's just not part of a natural process. I I don't even know why we have to put a name to it.
0: Well, and for the first time, Ian, I'm really seeing eye to eye with you. I I couldn't agree more. If this world can't take what we're throwing at it, uh, fuck it. It wasn't meant to survive anyway. But I do think that this shit is like... Money bags, all right. I'm just seeing dollar signs right now. People love sp- spending a buck on any company that kind of flexes their values, whether or not they mean it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, do you, I mean? Do you imagine that there would be like kind of a, a petting zoo scenario where you get to you know actually touch these uh, horrific uh, horrors and uh, physical warnings of what is to come?
0: I think that. I think you see a bunch of people trying to get uh, maybe ice. From a soda machine, they can't. All the ice is gone. Oh, Uh, Kind of heartbreaking. I'm just thinking some other things that I would find heartbreaking. I mean, if you're underwater, all your bath bombs went off first day.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the other thing with the ice is, you know, the ice will float up. I know you would mentioned wanting to keep it scientifically accurate.
0: What about big oil spills that they have to fight? I'm just thinking of the most obvious. Fo- I mean, these people eat this shit up. Yeah. Oh, you got to fight an oil spill. Oh, you got to fight a plastic bottle monster. And you know, if you're a marine biologist,
1: you're that's definitely probably one of your biggest enemies, and you would definitely have to fight that to perhaps save, you know, some rare marine animal that you're trying to protect and keep out of its greasy, oily grasps.
0: And this is perfect. And I love this. I love the idea. The pollution driving things mad is is. Gotta be so up these fuckers' alley. They're gonna love it. Ah, oh, I'm I, I'm sold. And I'll tell you what, our sponsor, Modable, they're gonna want to get involved too. They're gonna. Oh, you think so? Absolutely. Cause that they get behind. Atlantis Three, sponsored by Modable, brought to you by Amazon. And you put all these logos on the poster. That's gonna let people know, hey, not only is Royals and Royals doing something really good, but I bet these companies that also spent a few million dollars making this thing could never possibly be responsible for, like, litter or nothing.
1: I don't litter personally, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose
0: we would not want to be associated with that. And maybe that's kind of the main bad guy. You know, it needs to be somebody like that. The litterer.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what if, like, what if the litterer is the ploy bad guy, but the real one is a, maybe like a sentient psychic ooze that's luring animals to their deaths. And like the, the litterer man is just the front. Oh, that's using the litterer as a puppet. Yeah. He's the, he's the sub boss, if you will.
0: That's cool. Or even, you know, I, I'm down to second stage it. Hey, what whatever, whether it's one behind the scenes or you kill the litterer and that just reveals his true form. Oil man. <laughs> Or maybe Greasy Gus. Greasy Gus, yeah, is unfortunately it, and you stumbled upon it. And I just want to thank you for everything you do for this company.
1: Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a team effort. I wouldn't be able to get there without you know the great ideas that you come up with.
0: So you're you're greeted by this old woman, and she say, "This used to be my home until it sunk underwater."
1: deep and she's saying she's saying this in fish people right because yeah. she's a, a mermaid
0: yeah I, I speak a little fish people i don't know if you caught that um
1: i do not but it sounded uh perfect your your diction was really it said, hey
0: everybody welcome to atlantis 3 brought to you by modable by amazon thanks for coming i think we're gonna have a really fun time today but then she gets in a character of course and she's saying i i If, if all these people just didn't litter, it's definitely the people's fault and not the head of Amazon. He had nothing to do with it. Dive in today to see a a glimpse of what's to come unless you stop using those straws.
1: So like once they dive in and you kind of go about this uh, experience of seeing, you know, what could be down in the water deep end when do you think uh you know we reveal the the true nefarious master of this uh horrible experience
0: i think the litterer first of all is now in the shape of a straw so that's something i'm interested in okay okay
1: here. it's like kind of like a like maybe like several straws kind of wound up together to make a sort of like straw man
0: yes he's a straw man that's perfect Oh Ian, if if the gods could talk, they would bless bless your ears and dot your eyes because you, my friend, belong in heaven. Heaven must be missing a celestial. That's a song I just wrote about you.
1: Oh, that's great. I would love to hear uh you know a couple more uh lyrics to it later. But uh, you know, do you think uh the straw man uh you want to know, what, 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 know what's where? His game?
0: Listen, what is he? Tr- I understand. Okay, you want me to give some structure to this mostly structuralist thing. Uh, yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, it's uh, you know it would certainly make my job easier
0: yeah. as the dungeon designer. I, as so, I know, you're the guy who draws the maps, and I want to give that to you. And it's something that I'm well on my way to. But you're going to have to bear with me a little bit here because uh, it's just coming out so fast. I'm, I'm having trouble keeping up with myself. Here's what I think. Uh-huh. You're very on rails, okay? Think of it like a dark ride. I don't know if you've ever uh, aff- been able to afford going to an amusement park. But these are rides you're very on rails, okay? So the whole process is very on rails. This old fish lady comes with him, and she's telling him these kind of false moral whatevers make them feel better about themselves like these people thought they had all the time in the world but now they're here and as it's going on these kind of like pieces of litter on the side of the street are coming to life and attacking you you're never in like real danger unless of course the spells that we enchant on these things go awry and then they are very powerful and please be careful to my marine biologists
1: I mean, we haven't had an incident in you know five days, so.
0: But it's very on rails, and we can think of a few more scenes. But eventually, you get to water deep, now water deep end stadium, where you fight the big straw man. And I, I don't know, is straw man the straw man beat oil slick guy at this point? What do you think?
1: Oh, I mean, I uh, I still like the idea of oil slick man being the
0: the main bad guy. Um,
1: yeah, you know, I think uh, since he's an oil slick and he's, you know, down in the sunken city of Waterdeep, he should be a city slicker.
0: And that is beautiful. And the reward for killing him? Gold.
1: Uh, gold, you say? Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking, again, trying to appeal to the marine biologists that perhaps um, some of the uh, marine animals... That he had uh, captured. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And was, uh, the, the, totally, uh, totally,
0: totally. You're, a- yeah. you're absolutely right. It's, there's this big capsule that falls down from the sky in a parachute. The, the whole party jumps on top of it. It opens, releases at the sides, and all these amazing fish swim out. No doubt. Yeah. But I also uh-huh. think we should release these kind of uh, a bunch of gold as well that rains down. But upon closer inspection, it is obviously free downloads to Modable dot com um and it can be redeemed for free scrolls
1: perfect yeah that's great and uh maybe it's
0: more like 10 coins one one scroll but you get what i'm saying
1: yeah um you know if we also need to pad that i think i've got we've got still got a couple of uh boxes of the uh online installation discs as well
0: yeah let's throw those in i mean really whatever we got laying around royals and royals coasters cup holders um other things that have to do with beverages
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely not trash. I mean, we don't want to like, you know, you know, if this no, whole thing is this an allegory
0: is, about not putting litter
1: in the in the ocean this or is anything like that. Valuable plastic. I mean, we, this is not absolutely.
0: This is a reusable water bottle. You Use it twice and then you you should throw it away because it is it does leak. Of course, some chemicals and some dye, but it's kind of fun. You, you get it the you get the colored tongue going and you kind of stick it out and. Bah. You you have the Royals and Royals logo right there on your tongue when you do it. It's pretty cool. I
1: think uh, part of this adventure really should be that, you know, you've got your your sub-boss of your straw man, and then you've got your city slicker as your big boss. But then really what happens is after you release all of these uh, underwater aquatic critters, I think that the the city just starts to collapse. I think it's just sustained too much damage over time of uh, being... So susceptible to climate change and whatever that is, you know, that myth. And, um, and I think
0: uh, it starts
1: to collapse and you got to get out of there.
0: Ian, I feel like I need to ask you something. And I love the idea. And I think every good amusement park ride does have the, the part where things get shaky and stuff starts to at least fake collapse. But are you doing the are you anti virtue sig- signaling me right now? I'm not sure that I
1: have the mental capacity to understand what anti-virtue signaling is.
0: Are you, did you read somewhere about my, you know, the fact that I don't believe in climate change and now you're just trying to kind of bond with me by saying, just doesn't sound like you're really committed to the anti-climate change movement.
1: Well, okay. Uh, You're right. I, you know, I was trying to take a little bit of different tact. Um, You did bring it up in the stand up this morning about how climate change isn't you know real and we shouldn't we shouldn't support that so that's why i was kind of a little bit surprised you wanted to bring that into this uh so i was just trying to you know uh grease the wheels i I know that you've been under a lot of stress and so just trying to help you out a little
0: bit and it takes a a really really big man to throw away all of his principles to try to make his, not friend, but boss feel better. I just want to, I just want to say, I couldn't do this without you. And it's really good to have you here.
1: Wow. That's, that's interesting that we've, that both of us have cried on this episode. And, um, you know, and that's really sweet of you to say. And, uh, uh the more I think about it, it's, um, you know, it makes me wonder if maybe I should make a career change to be a politician.
0: Well, I mean, listen, you don't want to go too far too fast right let's let's focus on this dungeon you know we're all having a a nice laugh, but i do need you here um as you know we have designers obviously leaving left and right and something's gotta keep us together so put that back burner that thought i think it's really cool i think it's really interesting let's get atlantis 3 brought to you by modable sponsored by amazon out the door so let me do this. Let me get Melf Bezos on the horn. Perfect.
1: Uh, well, you know, that's uh, obviously out of my pay grade, but uh, I feel like we've got a pretty good idea going here.
0: Oh, Ian, are you kidding? The people won't even remember the disaster that was Atlantis 2, and instead, they will remember the purposeful disaster that is Atlantis 3. Dun, dun, dun. What, what is that? What, what are you doing there?
1: Oh, I was trying to make a, a suspenseful, like spooky music. I was trying to, you know, like uh, you know, support you, like backup. You know, I was like with you.
0: Let's leave that to Paul. Paul, okay. Do the thing he he did with his, you know, at the moments past.
1: Do you want me to do it again, Paul? Do you want me to make the noise again so you can add it in?
0: Paul's giving it's the thumbs up.
1: Dun 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 dun. And there's you got to kind of have like that like vibrate in the end, you know. So if you could just put that in. Don't don't include this of us saying this, though. Cut that cut out. Cut
0: this out. Paul,
1: cut this out. Can he actually hear us?
0: Oh, that is the problem. That's a soundproof booth.
1: Oh. Well, we can try again next week, I guess.
2: Wow. Now those were some bad ideas. If you'd like the boys to take a shot at designing your dungeon... Free of charge, send a raven to well met at CrappyCastles.com. We prefer letters that give us enough, but not too much. We'll let you decide what that means. If you want more of the adventures ad-libbed on this show, head to patreon.com forward slash crappycastles. Any silver you can spare is much appreciated. Original music, audio editing, and bardic inspiration provided by Adron. Find her at adronmusic.com. Our theme song is Piss Fader by Tobacco. That's P-I-S-S Fader by the one and only Tobacco. As always, Ian was played by Ian. Travis was played by Travis. And you don't get to know who I am. Till next time, keep it crappy.